Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another Michigan Maniac Podcast. This is the big game pregame. Michigan versus Indiana. Uh, before we get into the show, once again, uh, thank you for listening. Everybody, please go to whatever platform you listen to this to and give a nice review or a rating. Five-star rating would be fantastic. Uh, whatever recommendation you can give, just so we can get more maniacs involved and really make this one hell of a podcast, huh? So... Oh, also iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. I'm on all those. I'm pretty much anywhere you can listen to podcasts. I am there. Uh, but let's get into uh, into this. I don't know how much we're going to actually talk about Indiana. I mean, I, I I don't know. I want. I really. Hold. Let me gather my thoughts here. All right. This game, if we really, really are the team that we all believe we are, that we watch every Saturday and we watch grow into what we believe is a national title winning team, then Indiana will only be a struggle for maybe the first quarter because that's all we seem to uh, brain fart is in the first quarter. It's like we allow teams to come at us at the first quarter. We uh, may or may not know how to handle it. We regroup, and then after that, we shut them down. So with that being said, I don't believe this game is going to be like the last three years that Harbaugh has played. Indiana, where two out of the three have gone to overtime. Uh, I really do believe I we should... We should beat them by probably 20 or more. I don't I don't see this being close even though if you were to compare some of the stats of their quarterback, I think his name is Patrick Ramsey or Peyton Ramsey. I think it's Peyton Ramsey to Shea, they're they're pretty close. I mean, uh, uh Ramsey's got more interceptions than Shea. Uh Passing yards are pretty close within a couple like a couple hundred yards of one another. Uh, completion percentage. So Ramsey's a pretty good quarterback. They've got decent running game, and they have decent wide receivers. But here's the thing they don't have. They don't have a defense. Their defense is heckle or jekyll, and even then, when they are heckle or jekyll, they both suck, so it doesn't really matter. Uh so that's why we should have our way with them. Our defense should figure it out and end them soon. Uh, but if we do struggle, then maybe we have more to worry about than what we thought. I That's a 10 5% chance. It's a 5% chance that that happens. I just don't see this team 
getting derailed. I know Rutgers last week, some people, oh, look at Rutgers, though. We gave up that 80-yard touchdown. Oh, they had more yards, more total yards, more rush, blah, blah, fuck off. Who cares? It was Rutgers. Like I said last week, it was as if it was a varsity versus JV game, and the varsity said, listen, we want to try some new stuff. We want to see how it's going to work. And that's how it, that's how it went. It was more of a scrimmage than it was really a game. I don't, so this, this, all this panic or semi panic about Rutgers was just comical this week to listen to some people complain. Um, but same with Indiana. We'll, we'll, we'll dispatch them easy and we'll get moving. Uh, also going around the Big Ten or actually just the national football, uh, landscape we'll call it people more and more people have been bringing up these scenarios about the playoff what if bama loses because here's one thing i don't understand is freaking uh saban is going to play he's going to play tua against the citadel that's right the citadel uh What's the purpose? I understand Jalen Hurts is hurt, and you have your third-string quarterback playing or would be starting. But you're Alabama. Your third-string your third string quarterback is probably a five- or four-star recruit. The Citadel's starting quarterback may be. If lucky, a third-string quarter, a third, I mean a three-star quarterback. I don't see how you're so panicked that somehow, some way, if Tua isn't playing, you guys could screw the pooch. I just don't get it. Uh, what's going to happen is he's going to he's going to do something. Tua's going to get his he's going to get his knee blown out, and then you're really going to be up shit creek without a paddle because next week you have Auburn, and it's not like Auburn has been burning up the SEC landscape at all with all its wins, but it is a rivalry game, and they hate each other, and you don't want to go into Auburn down two of your best quarterbacks and only your third string quarterback, even if he is a four string or a four star guy. Uh, playing in such a big game. Now, I don't know what Saban's doing. I know he's arrogant, but there's some things that you can't, that you just don't want to push. I mean, Tua barely got off the field last week when he got hit in the knee. And uh, if anybody else didn't watch that game, after that third-string quarterback came in, they couldn't move the ball against Mississippi State. They were only able to get three points out of a, a quarter and a half. So maybe he's worried about that. Maybe he thinks his team isn't as good as what they're advertised to be. And with that being said, there's also somebody else who thinks that. Um, Seth Walder. Uh, he's an ESPN analytics expert, right? He mainly works with the playoff predictor system. Now, they say, now this is his his prediction, if, if Alabama loses one and Michigan still has one loss and it goes down, the playoff predictor picks that Michigan has a much better uh, resume than Alabama does and Alabama should be left out. Now, this creates a ton 
of problems for the SEC, for the committee, because do they say, once again, conference winners, conference title winners don't matter, Uh, one loss, because, I mean, strength of schedule doesn't matter, because if you look at them both, if Michigan totally wins out, goes 12-1, and Alabama loses one, and then that's it. There's 12 and 1. Michigan has a much better strength of schedule and a much better uh and a much better and their conference winners. Now just to give you an idea, uh Michigan's opponents to this point, okay? Total record for Michigan's opponents that they've played so far is 47 and 31. Or I guess it's not so far, it's the Players, the teams on their schedule and what they have won up to this point. So, the total the the total season of who they played and what their records are at this point is what I meant to say. So, Michigan's opponents are forty seven wins, thirty one losses. Alabama's thirty nine and forty two. We have played, and if we beat Ohio State. Right and 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 uh, Northwestern that will give us five count them five wins of teams in the top twenty five and at the time we played them it would be three victories of teams in the top fifteen out of those five with Northwestern and Michigan State being the only two teams ranked twenty fifth or twenty fourth at the time we played them. Plus, that would give us also one win of a top 10 team and our arch rival, Ohio State. Now, what is a, what can Alabama say they've played? They've beat LSU, ranked number three at the time. Good win. Even though LSU sucks offensively. Always has, always will, apparently. Uh, Mississippi State, once again, a one trick pony even you ask any mississippi state fan and i know a few they can't they can't pass the ball they could never have passed the ball the only person they have on that team that could pass the ball is their backup and that that uh moorhead from penn state the new head coach of mississippi state for whatever reason is not breaking tradition and not setting the running quarterback and they're just going with the running quarterback so Alabama beat two teams that were good at one thing, and that's the run. And even then, when they took out Tua, they really didn't clobber anybody. They only okay. You can say that they devastated LSU. It was twenty nine nothing. LSU held them to sixteen points at half. So don't tell me that somehow Alabama's this devastating offense when you're only held to sixteen points at half. If LSU had any any type of offense this would that would have been a much different team a much different game and i'm only saying this because lsu on the average every time they played a bam in the last 5 years i think they averaged 9 points it's either they've either averaged 9 points or scored 9 points whatever it is it's still fucking pathetic so that's what i say i know i'm a big believer in saying that great defenses make great offenses look bad but it's a joke to say that lsu is a great offense so i'm not going to say it um same with mississippi state one trick pony 
And actually, if you saw it, it looked like Mississippi State actually scored a touchdown, but because of the SEC bias against their own SEC teams, I guess, apparently the SEC, uh, like the committee or the conference officials only want one team in that fucking playoff. Or need one team. Now, they're happy with more teams being in. But if there's going to be any team whatsoever in the SEC in the playoff, it's going to be Alabama. They, I mean, they called a fake holding call, much like we got penalized for against Northwestern and Karan Higdon. But that wasn't for a touchdown. So Mississippi State had a touchdown called back because of a holding call, which if you look at the replay, never fucking happened. Um so Bama isn't quite as impressive of everybody saying. Now, granted, you don't come with your A game and you don't play a total 60-minute ball game, you're going to lose. Alabama will win the game. They are good. They are borderline great. But they can be beaten. This is not a team that's been tested all year long. And now they're finally coming into the part of the season where they're going to get tested and they're not going 100% healthy. And if fucking Saban puts into it and he gets hurt before Auburn or Georgia, Alabama can have two straight losses. So let him be, do what he wants. I wish them the luck that they bring. But last time I heard, pride cometh before the fall. And the fall might be in the next three weeks for Alabama. Um, so actually, so we'll move on to some other stuff. So it's kind of nice to see that even with all the drama, people are really starting to believe in Michigan, you know? And this is the one thing that I always say when you hear people talk about how Michigan, uh, well, could Georgia get in there? And what would they be, who they have to leapfrog to stay in? And there is a belief, and I'll, and I have press, I have proof of this. Now, I believe that if Michigan wins out, Notre Dame wins out. But let's say Notre Dame barely beats Syracuse and then struggles or whatever against USC or just whatever. They struggle against Syracuse but whip USC. And they are undefeated. Now, Michigan wins out. What does this sound like? This sounds like Ohio State, Penn State, 2016. The head-to-head... Penn State beat Ohio State. Penn State then went on and won the Big Ten title. Where did they go? It wasn't to the playoff, I'll tell you that much. It was to the Rose Bowl. Because there's wording in the stupid rules that give the committee. It says that they want the best team to play, not the most deserving. So, head-to-head really doesn't matter because they've already set the precedent. If they think you're a better team, they can give a shit less. They don't care about the head-to-head. And I don't want to hear about how Penn State had two losses. They still won the conference, and they still won the head-to-head. They were in there. That's the way it rolls. And they still got knocked out. Oh, and let's just... You got Alabama... Well, it's just anything about Alabama just pisses me off. I just get tired of talking about them, to be quite honest. I don't know how the SEC does it. I guess if you grew up watching this team, it'd be like us blathering on about Michigan, apparently. I I just don't – I can't stand them. Um, but I am happy to see that they're – 
there are more people now jumping on the Michigan going to the playoff uh, bandwagon. Last week, I was completely disgusted with everything I had heard and read. So it's nice to see this little bit of a turnaround from people who actually know football and know numbers and know things like that. Uh, secondly, let's get on to a little bit of happy news. Mel Kuyper uh, released his top 10 picks, basically the mock draft. And he does like the first top 10 just to, just so you can see where people are going. And with that, we have two Michigan Wolverines in the top 10 that would be drafted. That's right, guys. Two in the top 10. That's fucking amazing. And once you hear who they are, it's not that you won't be shocked. Um, going at number six, Devin Bush. Phenomenal. I, Of course. I'm surprised he's not a top five pick. He is prototypical what you need the NFL as a linebacker. He's bigger now. He runs side-to-side faster than anybody I've ever seen run side-to-side as a linebacker. He's violent when it comes to on the field, smart, uh, just a great overall player. And then at number eight, we got Rashawn Gary. Same thing. You've never seen somebody take on more double teams, triple teams, get held, do everything that you need to do as a defensive end than this kid. He is worth the eighth pick in the draft, maybe even the seventh I've read. Um, But, I mean, he's worth it. These are two of the best players we have. Phenomenal, great players. I don't know where... um, uh, David Long might go. Uh, from everything I read, hopefully uh, uh, Lavert Hill stays for another year. So that means we could, David Watson. I think real, real. Uh, David Watson. I always say that. Brandon Watson has completely worked his way up. I would say to either a second or late first round draft pick. Uh, I, I just I can't wait to see what our our defensive backfield is going to look like next year because you got St. Juice hopefully is going to be healthy, Ambry Thomas, uh, Miles Sims. We have got depth. So, but it's exciting to see more Wolverines going into the into the draft. It just helps with recruiting. Just helps us look more and more like a great program, which I knew we were going to be. Um. And to be quite honest, when we got Rashawn Gary, that to me was at that point Harbaugh's crowning jewel. Like Peppers was one that I was like, oh, Brady Hoke actually can do this gig. I get it. Okay, well, that's good. Can't coach worth the fucking lick, but he could recruit. Now, it, now you get Rashawn Gary. That also proved to me that that we can, that Michigan still, even after Brady Hoke, could still pull in the high recruit, you know? I mean, because let's face it, eight years of just watching talented kids disappear and then even less talented kids take over and just, it was so depressing. I just, so sad. I, I don't know. I just, ugh. I'm just glad those days are over. And I know it's probably fake, and it's just the, you know, whenever people do good, people jump on the bandwagon to be good. But uh, 
the national media now is talking about how great Harbaugh is. I think we're just one loss away from them bagging on him again. So I don't really believe these people. Uh, But you can tell that it's real, that people really are starting to fear that he's going to be good again. uh, Because just by the people who normally bag on him when he's bad, haven't said a fucking thing lately when he's good. Like, uh, Wilbon from Party of the Interruption. You have to pull his teeth before he mentions anything about Michigan. And even then, it's semi-positive, but it's a backhanded slap to Michigan almost always. And that's the thing I don't get. You, He's from Northwestern. It's not like you're our rival. It's not, I mean, you should be used to us beating you. I don't know why you're so angry towards us. It's, I don't get it. You've never been our rival. You've never been one that should feel like you should be on the same level as a Michigan. Maybe it's the fact that I'm talking like this and I sound completely arrogant at it. But you're Northwestern. You're a bunch of newspaper nerds who play football. Like, who gives a shit? To be, I mean, you won the West, guys, and you have four fucking losses, which I think one of them's, or two of them's Duke and Akron. And you expect us to take you seriously. It's not our fault that you are newspaper nerds. I don't, or literary experts or whatever the fuck you are. I don't care. But to hate us just because we're the cream of the crop, the majority of the time you went to the Big Ten is not our fault. It's your fault for being petty. Same thing with uh, Jason. What's that kid's name? Whitlock. Jason Whitlock. Will not talk about Michigan right now. And only if somebody brings it up and then now it's glowing. But you before when we had when we had that losing record against top 25 teams, we hadn't won on the road, we haven't done this, we haven't done that. It seemed like almost two times a month there would be Something about how bad Michigan is. Harbaugh needs to go. He's overstayed his welcome. But now, I've only heard one time on TV about that. Oh, well, Harbaugh's good now. So, even though we're getting guys good with numbers like Seth Walder, people like that, like Kurt Herbstreit even said, Kurt Herbstreit himself even said that Michigan will win decisively over Ohio State. So, even though we're winning over some people, there are still these guys who hold on to this deep-seated hate. And what I don't get about Woodlock is that he says he loves Michigan. Like, well, Michigan is one of my favorite teams. No, it's not. Just quit it. It's not one of your faves, man. It just isn't. I've never heard anybody talk like that about their favorites. Because if you did know Michigan football, if you did know the Michigan tradition, then you know that Jim Harbaugh wasn't on a hot seat, never was going to be on a hot seat, and you would know the fucking decay of this fucking program up until the time he got there so don't tell me you're you're that it's your favorite and you know nothing about it that's like me telling you i love math but i'm shitty at it i can't love something if i don't know how to do it or i don't know anything about it and i just give you opinions based off of two or three things that i may have seen dumb just dumb 
Um, I love to see that Ohio State is still falling apart at the seams. Uh, Zach Smith, even though fired, is continuing to start fights with Tom Herman about text this and he said that and it is just phenomenal. Like I've been saying for the last year, almost two years now, this is Urban Meyer's last year at Ohio State. At, and now, if this gets any worse, I wouldn't be shocked if he's not there for the Michigan game. Because it would behoove him to not be at the Michigan game. Because he could he can leave right now and say, well, I'm stepping down. My health is this. I can't deal with that. And went, leave with a winning record against Michigan and sink Ohio State ultimately by leaving right before the Michigan game and get back at Ohio State for all that he probably blames them for. It would not shock me if that happens. I guarantee you if Ohio State struggles against Maryland, and Maryland's not a bunch of pussies, I'll tell you that much right now. They hit hard. They play fast. They can't pass to save their life, though. They God, they're awful at it, but they can run, uh, and they do they do blitz fairly well. I mean, we had our hands full for a little bit with them, uh, and that fucking what is it right right tackle Prince for Ohio State? He can't block me, and I can't play football anymore. I have two bad knees, and I'm slow as hell. And I can guarantee you, I could put a spin move on him and beat him to the quarterback. And it looks like I run in mud. There's no fucking way that he's going to be able to stop anybody on Michigan's defensive line, let alone Maryland's. So if Maryland gives Ohio State fits and they barely win, God forbid, if Ohio State loses to Maryland, shouldn't happen. But if they do, I can almost guarantee you Urban Meyer won't be at the Michigan game. Because what, is he going to want to get fucking beat down by Michigan? Are you, and that's going to be the last thing he remembers is getting beat down at Michigan? Urban Meyer's too much of a fucking egomaniac to have that be the last thing on his resume for everything anybody ever is going to talk about is his dick scandal and the fucking beat down that Michigan gave him? Oh, come on. You can make a, you get your fake disease up and going, Urban. You know you don't want to be doing that. You know you don't want to be on the sideline when Michigan fucking jail rapes your team next week. You just don't want it. Just quit now, Urban. If you're listening to this, which I know you don't, but God, I hope you do. Please quit. Do it for yourself. What would what would Alex Hernandez say, man? Think about the Alex Hernandez of your lives that you've coached. The Percy Harvins. You know, all those uber thugs that you coached at one point in time. Do it for poor little Timmy Tebow, who thinks that Michigan's going to choke the fat one against you. What will poor little Timmy Tebow do if, if you get fucking jail raped on his, on his prediction day? Come on, man. You don't want to do that to Timmy Tebow. Tebow. He has so much to live for, that poor little guy. He's such a great analyst of college football. Uh, God, I hate Ohio State. I hate Urban Meyer. I hate them all. Ugh, just, it's uh, awful. So I'm hoping Maryland wins. Just because I want to see Urban Meyer just completely melt down and quit. Um, I don't want to get 
too far ahead because obviously if we dick around, we're going to lose to Indiana because they're still good enough to beat us if we dick around. But, I mean, come on. I don't see this team. This team is so fucking focused. I don't see this team screwing up. I see maybe the first quarter, maybe. It's senior day. It's one It's one last game before we really have to come out and play the one team that we've been looking forward to playing all fucking year long. One team, one job left, one little stumbling block to get past before we strike one of the last fucking daggers in the heart of this revenge tour. And boom, I don't think Indiana stands a chance. I think we drum them. I think there's every reason why we should, but this is life. This is why we play the game. So if we don't, if we're not focused, we will lose. That's all I'm going to say. I just, but I, like I said, it's a 5% chance if we do that. I think we're, I do. I think it's going to be a great date on Saturday. Um, I, and you know, I normally go around the the Big Ten, but let's face it, who gives a shit right now, right? I mean, I know other Big Ten team, other Big Ten teams are playing, but what for? They might as well pack it all in, unless you're going for a, unless you're going for a bowl game. So God bless if you're going for the bowl game. I hope you get it. Not you, Indiana. But I mean, there's only four teams I'm paying attention to this week. Well, I'll put Alabama in there because I'm curious. If I'm the Citadel and I'm a and I'm a spiteful bastard, I'm going for Tua's knee. I'm not saying I would do that. I'm just saying you want to fuck some shit up, go for Tua's knee in the first quarter and see how Alabama plays without him for three. That would be interesting. Uh, but I'm only paying attention to four teams. Ohio, Michigan, Ohio, Maryland, Michigan, Indiana. Those are the only fucking two games I'm paying attention to all weekend long that I care about. I'll watch plenty of college football just because I love the sport. But these are the only two games I care about. And then next week, I don't give a shit if World War Three happens in another country. I, it's all Michigan, Ohio State. All Michigan, Ohio State next week. I cannot wait. This has been the first year that I have been completely and utterly stoked to fucking play Ohio State. Uh, <laughs> this is the first year that I think we can. I mean, I was con- I was pretty confident in 2016, 2017 before Peters went out. I was like, we might have a chance. Well, I didn't really think that, to be honest. I just was hoping we wouldn't get embarrassed. And then we got cornholed. And then I was like, well. And he actually played better than I thought. But then all of a sudden, John Corn O'Corn was like, you know what? I'm playing too well and we're winning. I've got to now fuck this up because that's just what I do. So, you know, inevitably he fucked it up. Uh, I want to go into so much more about Ohio State. But I don't want to because it's not Ohio State week. So I will blather on. So next week will probably be a really long podcast because I will talk a lot about Ohio State. And either my hate, whatever, whatever's going on, that's what's going to happen. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, another little uh, news bit. I'm still working on these damn t-shirts. I thought I had a guy, but the t-shirt material was here another crap if i'm going to sell something with my big fat face on it it's not going to be crap i'll tell you that much 
All right. I am not putting my name on an inferior product just so I can be some shill for money. Not doing it. Uh, and plus, I want you guys to really love the product and be proud to wear something that I created. Um, so once again, guys, if you can go out, support the Michigan Man podcast page on Facebook, leave a review on that on the Facebook page if you want, because I can use that. Or if you want to just do it on the, whatever platform you have. If you have an iTunes account, please feel free to leave a review there. If you're an Apple Podcast guy, leave a review there. Uh, Spotify, share the podcast with everybody so that way other ma- other people can become maniacs. Uh, you know, let's just really get this thing going. Uh, I, I love this. I love doing this. I think we're going to kill it. Uh, I think we're going to make this one of the best podcasts in the country. Uh, I I can't wait to be in the top 10. If that's a goal, guys, if we can make this a goal, is make the Michigan Maniacs podcast one of the top 10 podcasts on iTunes, that would be fucking awesome. So even if you have to go out, and get an iTunes account. I know it is so. It sounds completely selfish of me, but we all enjoy this podcast. I love doing it. You love listening to it. Let's show people that you don't have to sound like a stuffy prick to have a great fucking podcast about a great team and a university that we all love. Let's just do it. I think it'll be fun. So let's go. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Let's drive up the numbers, people. Spotify, just click on it constantly and don't listen. I don't care, but let's make this the greatest podcast ever. And just word of mouth, guys. Just keep telling people and I keep blurting it out. And, you know, someday we're all going to be looking back on these early days and we're going to laugh and have a great time at one of the many Michigan Maniac podcast parties I'll probably throw once we get to a certain number of viewers or listeners. It'll be fucking great. But I think I've covered everything I need to cover today. Uh, You know, like I said, it is great to be a Michigan Wolverine. And uh, always and forever, go blue.